Hey guys, it's Rob, and this week in being awesome, fix it. Fix it's awesome. Some people disagree. That's their problem. That's not a problem for fix it. For those listening to the audio version, I was playing with fix it. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed. It's like, this is like the billionth time I've tried to make this uh, today. It or you name a problem and it's popped up. Uh, Logic just told Logitech just told me now it couldn't detect the audio. But when I go back and listen to this, there'll be audio. <laughs> I think what goes down the thing is I'm gonna have to place this webcam here pretty soon. <laughs> anyway, you know, let's start it off. Uh, we got one question this week. Or one, one, yeah, question. Uh, Michael Alex Kawa asks, who was your first Transformer? Well, he's got a multi-parter. It's like a paragraph. Um, first of all, thanks for your question. Uh, my f I'm having to think because it's almost like a trick question uh, because I, I did get GoBots first. Because, you know, they came out right before Transformers. And there was other Transforming robots out at the time. Um, little odds and ends, guys. Uh, converters definitely came after Transformers started. And there's always little cheap Transforming robot toys. But I guess first official brand Transforming toy was that Christmas, that release. Um, this first one I guess my family got. Uh, my aunt gave my brother Optimus Prime. I have that one still. Uh, that, I guess that was the first one that came into our family's possession. And then my first very own one, because I you know at Christmas I got a bunch of like GoBots and off brands and stuff like that. Um, specifically, got it. I think it was a Converters. Uh, version of Whirl and Roadbuster that were much smaller, and they used like I guess a uh, a more basic version of the mold that those guys came from. I think it was Beecher's made them or whatever. And um, yeah, like the Roadbuster was green and the Whirl Whirl's blue, but they were just like small versions of those guys. And they were really fragile. I guess the official first official branded transformer that I was allowed to have all on my own <laughs> was um Top Spin. Uh, yeah, Top Spin. Uh, a little bit later on, we went on a family trip to a uh, flea market, and this wasn't one of your uh, bootleg flea markets where it's just full of like. Those little vials of clone and stereos. It was like a country flea market. I live in the South. And tons of stuff like blankets and, you know, where people have made like, you know, almost like a folk festival. That's how they would be marketed now. Uh, one of those things. And, you know, I think we went because uh, we went with a friend and family who were getting like a refrigerator or something. 
And uh, yeah, there was this guy who had a toy booth full of Transformers, and I was permitted to get my very own official brand Transformer. <laughs> uh, so I guess, yeah, I guess it was Top Spin, because yeah, Optimus was a gift to my brother, you know. He was like six years older than me, and I ended up playing with it all the time. So yeah, that was my official, my own, officially very own one. But like basically, yeah, I had some FM robots and crap like that. Uh, I, yeah, there was there was some uh, Diaclone knockoffs that found their way into my possession right at the beginning. So it's kind of fuzzy for me to think about and remember. And those knockoffs didn't last. Remember, by official Transformers brand Transformers, because they never break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. He continues, what got you into Transformers? Star Wars. Because when I was a kid, Star Wars was out. I'm, I always say I'm of the Star Wars generation, being that they were in the theaters when I came out. I was born in 1978. Uh, that was right during the boom of Star Wars, and it was everywhere. Like, I was one of those people who got a little emotional during the Force Awakens trailer. Minute Han Chewie pop up, it's like... So, um, and you're probably like, what does it have to do with uh, Transformers? Well, Transformers came along right as Star Wars was petering out. And they, some people addressed it, some people, they were directly marketing it to the kids who liked Star Wars. You know, sci science fiction was all the rage at the time. You know, He-Man was kind of sci-fi and fantasy. It was everywhere, you know, and you had to Star Wars-ish stuff everywhere. And here comes Transformers. There's another sci-fi toy with robots. You know, that's the artwork and all that was had that same sort of space opera thing, and it's still a space opera. So that's basically it came along at the it was the right time place. I remember I was in the first grade. No, I'm sorry, kindergarten. Um, kindergarten. And I, I can't remember if I was walking in from school or walking in playing. But walking in, I was watching some TV. And you know that commercial you'll see on the internet where they were advertising the Marvel comic book before the cartoon and toys? It was like an animated little thing, like the Seekers' faces were black. Just like their toys, and Megatron had the black head where they're still finalizing his design, stuff like that. That flashed on screen. That came on. And I was just like. <laughs> just like, what? And uh, it, it's been all downhill since. Like, I remember we had some sort of standardized testing. Not really the day after, I guess the following week at school. And it had these like cardboard tents we had to put around us so no one would look. And we had to do these tests. It was this big production. And when you got done, you had to just kind of sit still. And four people asked how to keep kids to sit still. Fear of God, the teacher would beat the crap out of you. And the parents were like, yeah, whoop his ass. Jesus. Um, <laughs> they, they used to do that. And, uh... <laughs> So we all sat there just kind of, well, I don't feel like going in the corner, you know, 
and uh, finished my test. I remember fantasizing about Transformers because, and I didn't really get the toy lines gimmick either. I just thought it'd be cool to find a bunch of those on the side of the road and play with them. And I, I remember specifically, I think it was Thundercracker that I thought I'd found because at the time I didn't know his name. It was like I found the Blue Jet one, and I don't think I even the, the idea of transforming came into my mind. It's just this blue robot monster with a black face. Wax and nostalgic on y'alls. Um, he goes on with his comment for my first transformer. For me, my first transformer is Bumblebee. I got him in 1985. I still have him and have actually never gotten rid of any figure for the 30 years I have been collecting. Me either. What got me into transformers was one day in March '85. Me and my sis was bored and found the show on our black and white TV set. It was the last five minutes of More Meets the Eye Part One. And after that, I was hooked. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Um, that first season of the cartoon was like on cable. And we had antenna. You know, I come from my uh, blue-collar working-class family. And at the time, I guess that was just a luxury that wasn't in the budget. And, uh, you know, I got to watch Voltron when it first aired in syndication and stuff like that. I watched GoBots. I watched Mighty Orbots. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. I like this kind of thing. See, Transformers, like I said, right time, right place. I, I could have just as easily been this crazy about some other thing, but Transformers was like, hey, this kid's crazy. Let's market our crazy to this crazy. And it worked. So, I remember we'd go to, like, um, my grandfather's house. And, uh, We watched Voltron. Like, we were in the process of moving here. We were in Decatur, Alabama. I was, like, just getting through first grade. And, you know, I liked the toys. I had some Transformers and some... All these different robot transforming toys and stuff like that. And, you know, we were moving here. as a process to move out of state, you know. So my it took my family a little bit to get the house, get everything set up and all that. And we are spending a couple of weeks with my grandfather... And it was like my brother and I were watching Voltron. And he we put it on Bozo the Clown. We didn't we didn't even have a idea of WGN or anything like that. And Bozo shows cartoons, so we were I guess in mind. Okay, time to watch Looney Tunes. No, here's Optimus Prime. Whoa, there's Optimus Prime. So we watched Transformers on Bozo. The next day we didn't bother with Voltron. We just watched Bozo. And uh, by the time we had moved, uh, we moved to Statesboro, Georgia, home of Zaxby's. Uh, <laughs> Transformers, I think it was about, it was rolled into syndication. And it wasn't just rolled into syndication. It was um, on like a million different channels. It came on every day. There was a... Uh, block of cartoons that was on on the weekend. I could watch it Sunday. I could watch it Saturday. I could watch it after school. And I did because I ran home. I ran. We had a block from the bus stop to my house. And I ran to watch this cartoon. I was hooked. My brother remember, it's a rerun. Shut up! <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I was hooked. That, that Halloween, I was snarled a Dinobot. The Ben 
I don't know if it's actually official Ben Cooper, but it was that style costume, you know, the plastic mask and the smock. Let's look at the mask downstairs in one of my boxes. It's time on Earth is coming to an end because it is a it was cracked up and fading. I don't know what happened to the smock. I think it got thrown away. My parents probably like, don't let's just get a hold on this garbage for it. But uh yeah. I was hooked. I'm thirty seven. It's been thirty one years. And I've got too many of these things. Too many according to some. I don't have enough. I'm going to go buy some more after. I'm going to look on Amazon. But thanks for your question, Micah. Michael. I called him Micah. <laughs> um, I put a little feeler out if anyone wanted to uh, comment any questions, post a show or whatever. And I guess he's the only one that felt like playing this week, and that's fine. You know, we did last week nothing but, so, and I didn't really expect to get too many. So if anyone's got any more questions or comments or whatever, send them forward. You know how to get a hold of me. And at the end, I'll tell you some more ways to get a hold of me. Um, that, that's drawing into thinking. Some friends of mine have started a new podcast focusing on Beast Wars. Uh, they're calling it the Stasis Podcast. Uh, right now, you can find it over at iaconunderground.com uh, it's got just google iacon underground cuz i'm not sure if it's .com. but they have it there and it's great cuz you know they're friends of relative age and people a couple of them are some people i've known for a really long time and you know they're of my age group or beast wars was the exact right right time right place thing you know coming out of high school going into college you know, I, I watch Transformers, like, we run and all that, had all, like, all the comics. I remember, like I said, when we were moving to uh, Georgia, uh, for a while we were staying with my grandmother, and we'd get comics from the local grocery store. And one of them was a brand new comic called Transformers. And you know that issue or a ratchet? And Buster luck up on the kids camping and he cooked some hot dogs. I remember just being transfixed with that. <laughs> but yeah, during that time, we bought a lot of Transformers uh, comics. And by the time we got to Georgia, the cartoon was much easier to watch. And I, I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance. Here's Fix It, by the way. He's a Transformer. I'm, I'm playing with my toys. <laughs> oh, stuck. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Um, you know, and they're from the same, like, I'd watch the cartoons and reruns all the way up. I, you know, when you're a kid buying, you know, I got a lot of toys as a kid. But when you're a kid, you want everything. Transformers is definitely my favorite, but I also like my G.I. Joe, you know, like my He-Man, all that. I got a lot of toys, and Transformers are kind of expensive. You know, people talk about them being expensive. They were always expensive. So I didn't get as many of those as I wanted because there's only so much money to go around. I mean, you're in the third grade. You're at Walmart or Kmart. You've got a set amount you're allowed to get for your allowance. Well, that transforms too much. How about this G.I. Joe? Okay. You know. So as a G G2 started, when I was a freshman in high school, and I'd watch it in the morning for getting while getting ready for school. That was a good time. Had a little VHS TV in my bedroom. Didn't get cable in my bedroom. My dad didn't want to run it in there, so I just got antenna service. 
and it came on uh, 46, the same channel G1 came on here. And you know, like I said, I watched my cartoons, I'd reread all my old comic books. I had my little toys hidden in my closet because, you know, <laughs> didn't want the kids knowing I was a lamer. Back then, it was harder for a kid to be geeky than it is now. It was like Lord of the Flies. And, um, Beast Wars came around. Because by the end of high school, you just stopped caring about the other kids, you know. And, uh, Beast Wars came out. At first, I was a. I don't want to have anything to do with this. You know, because, not because they were animals, that never bothered me whatsoever, but because I didn't get the names. Maximal and Predacon, I was like, the Predacons are a team. So I was completely confused. Who's Optimus Primal? Is he his cousin or something? You know, at the time, when I'd use the internet, I didn't have it at home, it'd be sporadically. We had a, a setup, it was almost like a BBS type system in the library, where you could use it, but it was kind of, I remember there was a, one discussion group I was able to access where they sometimes talk about Transformers. It's like a comics and cartoons thing. And I talk about them there because I love this cartoon. I love this comic. You know, I also like Street Fighter and G.I. Joe. And there it was to talk about. You know, horror movies. I love horror movies. There it was to talk about. And I was really, it's something I want to get at home. It was kind of unattainable. It was one of those things my dad just didn't get why I would want. Um, So, Beast Wars came out, and I had, like, an after-school job at McDonald's. And the Beast Wars Happy Meal came out. And it took me a little bit to warm up to it. But once I, I got to watch the show and all that, I was like, okay, this is great. They're different guys. That's why. It's, it's, it's a new group. You know, it, it's, it all kind of started making sense, and I warmed up to it really fast. And those McDonald's toys came home with me, and it became, like, between my car insurance and gas money, which is about all your McDonald's job could afford you, um, I occasionally I'd buy myself a Beast Wars toy or whatever that I could find. And, you know, just like G2, occasionally I would buy myself a G2 thing, you know, bag one from my mom or <laughs> get a little money, extra money, buy me one of those on top of buying video games and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, as college, I started getting more of a disposable income and started, when you're in college, you start re-embracing yourself. That's something you don't really do when you're in school. And so it was like, Beast Wars sung directly to me and my, my people of my age. And, you know, the internet, I got, I finally got the internet at home because I entered a community college and it was a unique community college because at the time, they gave us a laptop. It was part of our issue, you know, it was on loaner from the school with free internet service. So I had internet at home. ATT would work on a read-only mode. Like, I, I could, it didn't always want to post something about the mailbox. We always had problems with our school email. We all set up, like, alternate hotmails because the internet, the, the email never worked. But, like, I'd participate in the fandom. I remember, um... Excite in particular, that web service there, the comics and cartoons chat room there that I used a lot. And we talked about Beast Wars a lot and Transformers a lot. And then, you know, the Beast Wars game was out and I played it a lot online in the death matches. It wasn't the best game in the world, but it was 
good enough, you know, and it had like, it only worked online, I guess someone probably found a way around it, but on this Microsoft Gaming Hub site, and it was like little chat rooms where you'd set up games at where people would join and people could chat, and we would talk all night, you know, what happened that day's Beast Wars, this and that, just all sorts of stuff, but that was pretty much my favorite time in the fandom because not only was this the best show we've ever had and ever will have I'm, I'm still that's still my number one um, I had so much fun and we were all coming alive from just being a bunch of nerd kids you know and it's almost like Jen was saying on Stasis Pod I was a kid in the I was a punk rock kid, I was a nerd, and it's like, that's pretty much all of us. We were all the kid with the blue hair and all that, scribbling Optimus Prime on our folders. And it's kind of funny, you know, it's how like-minded people come together. And, you know, there we were, the punk kids that finally got internet, and here's these older group that already had internet talking online already. And we butted heads a little bit. It was just funny, like, as a fandom, we all grew, you know, and Beast Wars was the genesis of that. Not to mention that show, I have such an emotional attachment to it. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I am still mourning its loss. It's been over for a while. Um, on their show, they mentioned um, fanzines, which a lot of us have a ton of them. And they mentioned, I think Jen mentioned at BotCon '96. It was amazing because there's a the guy who runs Sabertron had the first full color. Fanzine. I was like, well, I got a copy of that. <laughs> it's got a, a copy of Children's Cybertron stapled to it. It was like that. That was, that was funny. And uh, on the back, Transcon 97. Here's the ad <laughs> for it. And uh, if you need information, please contact me. It is an address and a phone number. That's how you did it. It's funny they mentioned that. It's making me what I was really wanting to talk about today, and I kind of rambled a little bit more about, I guess, growing up a Transformers fan, um, fan DIY stuff. You know, the do-it-yourself nature of this fandom, because this fandom was built on doing it yourself. For the longest, we were just a bunch of kids and nerds making our own little community, and now everyone wants to play ball. And it's funny, like, and the DIY stuff's still there. A lot of people, I don't think, see it. Like, you can definitely tell someone's new to the whole thing. Because they're like, I'm a little sleepy, so pardon my uh, grogginess. Um, a lot of people don't really see it. Like, their guys are newer. They're like, what do you mean? Because, you know, to them, BotCon's always been this big official thing, and you know, they, I guess they don't understand what it was like when if you wanted a Transformer shirt, you had to break out some puffy paint, yo. <laughs> or uh, print off an iron-on. You know, was, I think the only time you get, like, I would go to a local comic shop, and he would have, in his rack of Wolverine t and Spawn t-shirts, the occasional Transformers t-shirt, I bought every single one he had. One was a Decepticon symbol. That didn't really fit very well. One was the movie poster, which I wore to death. 
Like, I mean, I still have it somewhere, but there's holes in the armpit, you know? And like a start one, it was like Starscream box art. It was a white, red, uh, Starscream and the Transformers was in red text, but it was all outlines, no solid thing. And it was the G2 art too, the little patterns and stuff on his wing are still there. And on the back was his bio, I'll work death out of that too. I still would, but it fits much awkwarder now. More awkward. Because, you know, it's, it's, I've had it since, what, the 90s? <laughs> it, it shrunk. Um, little things like that. It's just kind of, I got this mug way out of reach over here that's like an Autobot symbol etched on it. Which, you go to a con now, finding the, the guy set up with glasses with symbols etched on it. It's not out of the blue, but at the time it was like, <sighs> I'm going to drink root beer from this. I was a big Zima fan. I, I, I miss Zima. Look, before you guys start on Zima being lame, you're listening to a Transformers podcast. None of us are cool. So you guys fix it. Yeah. Um, man, like, podcast. Brian started Radio Free Cybertron on a whim, and it was like, you know, it was revolutionary. It's one of the first podcasts ever. It was internet radio. There was no podcast tournament coming around for a much good five, six years later, you know, little things like that, you know, and the thing is the DIYness is still there, you know, all, all these big fan sites you see, start some guy made a site, the wiki, a bunch of fans made a wiki, you know, BotCon, fans made a convention, and then had the foresight to contact Hasbro, and Hasbro basically had a panel and will provide them an exclusive. Years later, that turned into a partnership and an official thing. You know what I mean? Like everything, TFCon is, is a fan thing and it's a huge fan thing. Dairy Con, that's probably the most big example of DIY. And it's really awesome how we come together and create all of our stuff together. I've got a text message. And, um,. I want to answer it. What? You know, sometimes autocorrect doesn't catch everything. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Like I was saying the other day, or I guess one of prior shows, how forum, Facebook groups are new forums, and they really are because. Forums came around because people didn't like Usenet. They didn't like the provided ways and created a new standard. Message boards are, you know, people are tired of them. They don't like the whole additional membership thing. They don't like, there's a lot of things that go into each, like, I guess, tropes and behavior patterns and all that. And, you know, Everyone uses Facebook. And those groups came around. It was a slow thing. A couple of years in, you know, there's these groups that are like tons of mileage. One day those will be replaced. Someone will get tired of that and come up with something new. You know, like right now, if you want your own message form, start a Facebook group. You know, start a Google group. You know, the sky's the limit. I keep saying to everyone. If you want to have a convention, hold one. You know, it doesn't have to be huge. Uh, 
you see all the time fan meetups. What do you think that is? That's where someone organized a meetup. You know, I started uh, in 2003, Georgia Transformers fans, or at the time I called it trans fans. I kind of shied away from using that just because it's got a, you know, trans fans also means um, fans of transgendered people. And I didn't want to steal their thunder, basically. I was like, I don't want to cause any confusion, you know, and I don't want to risk any possible bigots being bigoty. So I started kind of more saying Transformers fans just to avoid all that stuff. And, you know, it's still going. We got a, a pretty popular little group and a collection of people basically, you know, hooking up with local fans in Georgia. And, you know, sometimes there's sightings. We used to have a regular meetup that sometimes was and wasn't successful. Um, stuff like that. It's, you know, right now there's a Transformers Happy Meal. Robots in Disguise comes on Saturday mornings, okay? You could literally organize free comic book days coming up. You could organize with a group of fans. Let's go to the comic shop, get the free comic book day thing, go to McDonald's, get a Transformers Happy Meal, maybe swing by True as a group, go to Toys R Us, and then we can all go back to my place and watch the new episode in demand. Or I DVR'd it or something. You know, right there, you've got a Transformers get-together. Yeah, it's, it's just like that. Um, I wish I was, I sounded more enthusiastic to match how I feel. I just kind of, I'm really tired. <laughs> and my this webcam software was giving me problems trying to start up, so I'm a little like, mm, at it. But it's really, this fandom started with, I wanted something, and I made it. Like, we wanted to have something, and we made it. And it can continue, it continues that way, so. Go check out the Stasis podcast. Check out tfradio.net for all, all of our shows and showtimes, all of our lore do we have a million podcasts and it's awesome people seem to really like it and we're happy and that's awesome that's being awesome i'm rob springer i'm sleepy uh you can check me out rebel rob springer on tumblr and twitter and uh you know got any questions comments whatever let me know there's a million ways to contact me you know how um that'd be great make sure you uh if you'd like to support the network anyway, go through that Amazon link on our site uh, when you're shopping at Amazon, and you know, doesn't cost you anything extra. Helps us pay for the server. Helps Brian pay for the server. <laughs> I pay with I pay him with hugs. <laughs> so thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Hopefully the audio version doesn't have any glitches like they occasionally be popping up. We don't know what's happening. Sometimes. So it's not a perfect science, and sometimes I guess the screensaver comes on or something when it's encoding. So, thanks for listening. Keep being awesome. Wham, bam.